is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Christmas movies. I'm Alonzo, and I can't believe how fast 25 weeks can fly right by. And this is the Deck the Hallmark podcast. Oh my gosh, Alonzo. Oh my gosh. Week 24, how did we get here? Next week is like officially, I know it's still June, but officially the kickoff of Christmas in July. Mm-hmm. Uh, very exciting. It's an interesting thing that Hallmark's doing this year. And I don't know if you picked up on it, but like movies and mysteries starting early as they do, yep, but they're yep. only doing that last week mm-hmm. of June instead of doing two weeks. And then it looks like Hallmark is picking up July 1 and doing yes. the full month or, you know, three month, three until like the 25th, <laughs> I think. So it's right. best I can gather. Uh, no, I think all the way to the 30th. And then okay. I, think the, I think the 31st is a Friday or Saturday. So that's when they're going to start whatever August is. But yeah, no, it's very cool that they're treating it as a season unto itself and uh, and creating originals for it and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm down. I, I, I will miss our special times, but I, I'm sure we'll have other, you know, good ones ahead. Well, we'll have one more next week, and then um, and then we're gonna do even more stuff in July. Good. It's not like we're not gonna hang out, Alonzo. Uh, okay, I, I always worry, you know. But I this special th- you and I, t- I mean, I think there will be probably other people okay. with us. Okay, so uh, this that'll be fine, I guess. It just won't be the same, you know. Yes, yes, yes. I guess. <laughs> um, I'll I'll be at Rama Drama this this weekend, which I'm nice. looking forward to. Happy to Leon kick, Day, everybody! Thank you to kick off Christmas in July, and we'll be down there in Florida. Um, the downside is that I do have to go to Florida. Um, <laughs> These are your people, Bran. I know they're my, I don't know. I don't think they claim me. I don't claim them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it'll be nice. It'll be nice. I'm really looking forward to seeing the people. Yeah. And it'll be a fun, a fun way to kick off Christmas in July. And then things, things get moving, moving Absolutely. and grooving on Monday. So, uh, we're really looking forward to it. Do you got any big, uh, summer plans? Do I, I mean, do you, are you doing anything? I mean, I'm I'm going to Bramblefest, which I'm Whoa. very excited about. Because <laughs> yeah, who doesn't want to be in the southeast in August? You know, that's right. Um, but no, I'm I'm very pumped about that. I had a I had a great time in yeah that Greenville when I went last year for the marathon. So that's looking right. forward to Bramblefest and seeing all the 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 double deckers and everybody else who shows up for that. That's going to be a hoot. Um, Beyond that, no, nah, no, nah, no, no big uh, travel plans or anything. I, you know what, I, it, it feels, you know, I don't want to jinx anything, but I feel like this is like, things feel good right now, right? You, yeah. I feel hopeful that we are we're doing well and we're gonna be able to like actually do the events that we're talking about this year. It's yes. always exciting, yes, and like Fingers be able to crossed. do it well Mask with people plane. and friends. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited about it, and. Um, I know the Christmas con is going to be out there in August as well yeah. in California. I Look might be to able to too. scurry over there maybe potentially. So lots of fun things going on. Very excited about it, but very excited about today. Alonzo. Okay. This is a movie that we've talked about before. Okay. That neither of us have seen it, oh. that we want to watch it, that we've heard good things about it, that a good friend of yours says that it is the best of this series of a certain kind we are going to watch home alone five home alone 
five. Okay. A movie that I think it's I think it's Bibbs says it's like the best of the I believe it's three Bibbs. five. I, I think also the host of the Tinseltown podcast, the mayor of Tinseltown, also a big fan of five. So yeah, yeah the, the buzz has been building up, if you will. Yeah. Um different kind of buzz, you know what I mean. Different type uh, of buzz. <laughs> <laughs> but, buzz. but yeah we have you know you know buzz there's a yeah, character buzz named your buzz your girlfriend the, yeah buzz yeah. your girlfriend thank you all right just making sure that worked okay yeah so oh cool well uh, i'm i'm excited I i've seen yeah. i have seen three okay and i feel like maybe i saw four but i don't i don't know for sure i know i have definitely not seen five <laughs> i i jumped from two to home suite so yeah okay. there's a there's a lot but i but from what i understand i don't have to see three and four to know what's going on so shoo I'll just but be watching five. Have you seen two? I have seen two. Okay, you just don't like it. Not particularly. Yeah. But we have both saw the newest one this yes. past holiday season, and yes, we yes. both liked it, which yeah. it wasn't beloved across and the board. Yeah, but not universally embraced, but I, I thought it was fun. I, I, I had a good time with it. Yeah. I, would, like, I was watching it. I was really liking it, and then I was like surprised that people didn't like it. I was like, huh. <laughs> I guess it's just it's just me and Alonzo out here just really enjoying. So that might be the case here with five. We might be like, this is the one. This is a new Christmas classic. <laughs> I mean, look, part of me, you know, again, I, this is this is where the I'm old comes in. Like, I have no childhood attachments to this franchise at all. So. Uh, I think a lot of people that didn't like Home Sweet, it was like, oh, well, it, you know, violates the spirit of the blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I don't I don't have I, I, I've got nothing attached to any of the Home Alone. So I was OK with how they decided to sort of play around with the, the tropes or whatever. So uh, we'll see how five scans. I'm, I'm very excited to check it out. So you're saying people were upset that they like made the kid like the bat like the i think yeah kind of? like that the kid was obnoxious and that he the that that were that were rooting for the home invaders well i'm like yeah why not that's yeah that, when you get to like, we're six deep exactly when you get to part six you gotta you gotta shake it up baby and if i i remember uh home alone three very much and it's not like that kid was remotely likable so <laughs> like why, like the only reason why macaulay culkin's likable is because he's just like this like there's something like mag Culkin. magnetic about Macaulay Culkin exactly. as a kid. Like it was like if, if you look at him, he is still obnoxious. Like he is still <laughs> getting into trouble. He's like he's tearing down Buzz's bookshelves he, and not a, picking it up. He's a little sadist. Yeah, he is. So, <laughs> but you love him. <laughs> but you love him. What could I do? Um, all right. Well, let's take a break. Let's go watch it, then we'll come back. I saw on Disney Plus. If you want to watch along as well, um, and we'll be right back here on Back to Homework. We are back. I uh, I got a haircut while we watched that movie. I, I'll tell you, I, you, you, I've seen people multitask, but man, you <laughs> sat there beyond. and you watched the film, had that thing around your neck, and it was a whole thing. I, what, what are your, do you want to go into business with, we do a movie-themed barbershop, and you go, I don't know, there's something there, like each I'll chair go. has a, a movie theme. There was a place that I used to go to in Los Angeles called uh, Hammer and Nail, I think, and it was it was basically a dude mani pedi place. Okay. That I think they were on Shark Tank and everything. But like every every place, you know, every sort of station where where you would sit, it was like a big sort of you know leathery, you know, comfy chair with arms and everything. Um, 
and then you would they would you you could have a scotch if you want like it was really like manly pedicures um but they also had like you had your own personal tv and headphones so like while they're you know buffing away your calluses or whatever you'd have the set on and i would sit down and invariably would be on espn and i'd be like where's hallmark there we go <laughs> uh let me uh really man up this place a little that's bit. right I, I don't really i don't really care how manly you make a place i don't really want you messing with my feet but that's just that's a me thing i know that people love it I know it's people a, love it's it. a real luxury. I'll tell you, I think you are one paraffin dip away from, I think being pro pedicure. <laughs> I do. I do feel like I, I am like the audience for male pedicures. Like I love Hallmark <laughs> movies. I'm like, listen to Lizzo. Like they are made for me. Right. <laughs> but, uh, Look, alas. If you're, I'm just gonna say this. If you're going to wear sandals this summer, you no, better I, see I don't the, like see to those feet. Okay. I don't like sandals and I don't want people wearing sandals. Personally, right. it freaks me out. I, I just then get put keep some your gnarly feet hidden away from the world. Then. I could work with Dan fair. all summer long. He's got his nasty feet out. It's not what I want. Yeah, look, if you're going to display them, just, you know, they, they re- they're going to require some attention. That's all I'm Dan, saying. Dan, are you in here? <laughs> uh, his feet are nasty. All right. Uh, Home Alone 5, you want to do a little synopsis? Uh, you picked this movie. This oh, is there yours. he is. There he is. Dan, your feet are nasty. I don't want to see them this summer. What do you mean my feet I'm just saying. I'm going. I'm talking about how I don't like people wearing flip-flops. I think it's icky, and I talk about I've how- seen more of your facial skin now than I ever <laughs> want to see in my life. And so I don't think we have any room to talk about my feet. Tell him he can wear all the sandals he wants as long as he, he practices some self-care. Yes, you can wear all the sandals you want as long as you practice self-care. Hey, uh, thank you, Alonzo. What do you think <laughs> if we all go chin straps? Yeah, what if? <laughs> no just, all just chin straps. A neck beard only. We'll we'll yeah. we'll, we'll shave him on the uh, we'll shave him on the road trip <laughs> on the road trip. Um, all right, Rama Amish. <laughs> Ra- Rama Rama Strap. I don't know. Rama Rama Amish is probably the best we got here. Yeah, everybody, I think so. we we'll workshop it. it. We workshop. All right, Home Alone Five. Uh, the heist. Home Alone colon the yes. holiday heist. This, this movie uh, is too classy for a number. <laughs> it originally came out on um, ABC Family as a part mm. of the 25 Days of Christmas programming. Yep. Programming. Um, in November 25th. State. November 25th of 2012. I'm imagining that is their... Thanks, that's Thanksgiving week. <laughs> Thanksgiving week. Uh, Take that, CCB. We got Home Alone 5. Now, on Wikipedia, it says it's the sec- second film after Home Alone 3 not to focus on the McAllister family. So do, does 4 focus on the McAllisters? I haven't seen 4. See, this is where we, we should have, like, Bibbs or or the mayor of Tinseltown sitting in because they did the deep dive on the whole franchise. Mm. I've never seen 3 or 4. And apparently, the, the way people get excited about 5, you get even more excited if you had to endure 3 and 4 is my understanding. So, uh, Home Alone, uh, yeah. So they bring back main, including what? Okay, whatever. We don't need to do this right now. Home Alone 5, The Holiday Heights. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, Originally aired November 25th, 2012, and it went a little something like this. I want to introduce you to the Baxter family, everybody. They are um, in the midst of quite the move from California to Maine. They've, uh, it's it's the mom, it's the dad, and it's um, a a boy, a 10 year old boy. His name's Finn. His older sister, who's Alexis, 
They are, uh, how do you say, addicted to the screens. Am I right, Alonzo? Just nonstop. The kids today, you know. How I tell it is. you what, 2012, uh, <laughs> playing video games, talking on their phone, listening to music with earbuds. <laughs> the nerve! Um, so it's not, you know, they're they're having a, a tough time. So uh, Finn, because he's always playing video games, is very afraid of things in real life, as you are. Things that go bump, ghost, etc. He's under the impression that his house, their new house, is haunted. And uh, there's a whole backstory behind the, the There's, you know, obviously the burglars. And they're coming in to, to, to steal back this painting that is valued like millions of dollars um, it apparently belonged as a part of this whole like bootleg thing of, of you know, moonshine, etc. And the painting is of the family. Is that right, Alonzo? Uh, it's of, of the the one of the robbers like grandmother is in this picture, which is supposedly by Edvard Munch and put a pin in that. We'll come yeah, back. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so uh, anywho, the burglars want to break in and get this painting. And uh, they don't know at the time that people are there, obviously. They think it's a vacant house. Nobody's moved in. But people have moved in. And so um, the oldest guy, the er oldest burglar, goes in and sees a thing on the fridge for a Christmas party on this date. Whole family, there's going to be elves. And so he's like, the kids are going to be gone, too, if there's going to be elves at this party. So this is the time to do it. Now, uh, Finn he keeps hearing, like, he's afraid of things a lot. He goes down to the basement, finds the 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 safe area behind the safe. <laughs> there's, a, there's a safe that opens up. It's a whole new room. There's moonshine, and there's that painting. He goes in there. It's all very spooky to him. He hears the old guy who has a boot on with metal, and he hears that guy. He's just a, afraid he of He thinks the it's the bootlegger's ghost. The bootlegger. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, uh... He is trying to come up with a way to basically secure his house from ghosts, not really thinking that it's burglars. He, at the time, in his mind, he's like, oh, got to get the ghost. So uh, the parents are gone. They're at this party. Uh, Finn goes to try to uh, uh, secure his house, <laughs> but all he can afford is some string. On his way <laughs> back to the house, he uh, sees the bootleg guy. Uh, with the boot, he follows him. He hears the plan. He's like, "Oh, not ghosts. These are actually actually burglars that are gonna break into my house." So he goes and he does the only thing he can think to do. Who should I talk to about this? And he's been chatting online with an, and an adult <laughs> throughout this movie. It's all above board, nonprofit, all over, all up front. Okay. <laughs> this guy basically says. Just use what you have. Like you're you're really good at video games. So what would you do in a video game to basically protect your fortress? Because at the time he thinks he's talking about a, a video game. So just use what you have. So that's what he does. He does classic uh, Home Alone. Uh, uh, what would you call them? Traps. Traps. Yeah. And so they uh, they come, the burglars. Then the traps are working great, uh, but they they end up getting in. And uh, the, 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 the girl at the time, the sisters, locked in the, uh, the safe, safe room because she was back there, showed them accidentally. Yeah, you got, you got it. So um, <laughs> the bad guys break into the safe. They get in. 
<clears throat> but uh, but Finn used the string. You remember the string that he bought? Mm-hmm. Used that as Plan B, which was going to basically he'd pull the string, and it would close the the safe up. So the sister was able to run out safe. Bad guys are their whole plan is foiled. They get arrested as they do. And the kids learn a valuable lesson about living in the real world. Because the girl reads a book in the safe and is like, <laughs> books are cool. And Finn is like, I don't need video games for fun. And um, they're, they're, they're happy and they have a wonderful Christmas time. Christmas morning, they open up presents. He goes outside to play outside with no screen. And that, my friends, was Home Alone, the holiday heist. heist. Uh, basically it, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, there was a lot to get in there, but you you pretty much covered most of it. <laughs> uh, let's talk about it. We, we had not seen it before. Neither we of had us. not. Uh, apparently, we should have also went back and saw it <laughs> I've seen three. I remember seeing three. And even as a kid, I was like, it's not mm. the same. It's yeah. not the same. Um, but we had heard from Bibbs and others that Home Alone yeah. 5 is a goodie. Yes. Alonzo, is it a goodie? I mean, I think maybe if three and four were really terrible and then you got to this one, it would seem relatively like, oh, this is because it actually, you know, it's doing the things it's supposed to do. It is hitting the marks that you expect a Home Alone movie to hit. Um, Without that context, I thought it was fine. It's very made for TV. It's lit in that very bright, very flat kind of way. Um, Weirdly enough, this is, did you look up, you know who directed this movie? guy named Peter Hewitt who directed Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which is my favorite of the three Bill and Ted movies. Sure. Uh, He also did uh, Panda favorite Christmas at the Palace. Oh, okay. The ice ice skating one. I know it well. Uh, Yeah. And um, this is... It's fine. It is a perfectly adequate kids movie. Um, Some very talented people are slumming in this movie, specifically Malcolm McDowell as the main criminal. You know, he's the star of A Clockwork Orange. And one of his sidekicks is Debbie Mazar, who is like, you know, kind of a, a... a legendary actress and now she and her husband actually have a very successful uh, Italian cooking show and they put out a cookbook and the whole oh, nine great. yards. So it's kind of weird to see them being the people who get buffeted about and, you know, stuff flying in their faces and all that that nonsense. Um, there's a moment where like you, I, I almost wondered if this movie knew what it was about because like the, the, the kids pitch a fit so the parents don't take them to the party that they're supposed to go to and that's why they're home alone right and uh, and but the mom takes away the kids video game controller so he's like oh no I must invent my own fun and so he does all the sort of like sledding sledding down the staircase right. stuff and but like things that require actual sort of ingenuity and imagination and it's kind of this fun moment and then in one of the boxes he finds the backup controller <laughs> and the second he finds the backup controller it's back to the video game like the i this that moment that window of like i'm gonna have make my own fun and do crazy things nah no nah, no i can play video games again the heck with that <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and so yeah i if this movie doesn't get like rerun as much, it's probably because the whole my adult friend on the internet gave me advice uh, subplot is maybe has not aged well. I'm gonna say maybe. I don't, I don't know if it was a great plot in 2012. Yeah, was it ever good? I don't know. It's it's I would I very much question what they were thinking on that one, and and they backpedal out of it as quickly as possible. And the cops show up, and there is a funny scene where he. 
the guy finds the kid's mom and calls her on the phone and she assumes that this guy has kidnapped her children and calls the cops and it's like why wouldn't you um so yeah i don't know, I don't know. if it's I, better though to just not like acknowledge it at all acknowledge it <laughs> like the fact that they acknowledged it shows makes it worse. that they that they, they knew they thought about it yeah that yeah. they knew this was not great <laughs> Um, but you know the traps themselves are are you know clever as they as they tend to be in these they movies. They were clever ones. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. It's it was fine. It was it was it was negligible, but it didn't make me angry, which I su- I suspect that some of the movies in this franchise would. Although I thought six was fine. Yeah. As someone who is not invested in the Home Alone series at all, I laughed a lot. Did you pick six or this one? Oh, six. I, I would. I, I had a much better time with six. The uh, Home Sweet Home Alone, which is which premiered last year. You know what would have made this movie better? What's that? Actual ghosts. Couldn't hurt. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You're in well, a boom. When, when they first introduced ghosts, like the kids yeah. are scared, like a scared, the kids afraid <laughs> of ghosts. I'm like, uh-oh, are we actually going to get a ghost home alone situation? But no, no, no. we're not. I mean, it is. It, they do kind of have fun with the idea of like it's this bootlegger's mansion and the bootlegger himself has set up these traps, which is like why the sister gets caught in the safe and stuff. And and yeah, the idea there's nothing there for her to do but read War and Peace. And at first she's like, eh. but then like you see her about 40 pages in and she's riveted. So like I thought that was funny too. So, you know, a lot with these movies is whether or not the lead kid is annoying mm-hmm. and this kid was fine like yeah, not as annoying yeah. not as annoying as three i remember three being super annoying <laughs> um yeah trap- he's not like he's not bratty he's just not no. particularly magnetic he's not kind of he, like he's kind of dumb he's no culkin you he's know no let's culkin. face it it's, it's exactly funny if you right. if you look at his his this guy's imdb picture now because this movie was made back in two, 2012 10 years later he is now like cheekbones very oh, chiseled yeah. like you know but at the, at the back back then he's just like you know negligible kid like you know Cana- canadian kid actor canadian kid um this is what i would say one you left out the most important movie that peter hewitt ever did which is garfield the movie oh uh, uh, yeah <laughs> so ne- <laughs> the guy who made garfield the movie also won this movie. so there you go. It's a it's an eclectic uh, filmography. He's just he's really doing it. <laughs> I I liked it. I I liked the whole, it's a fun like Home Alone's never going to be like amazing, but mm. it's also never going to be like it's it's a good story. A kid protecting his house with traps. Good story. It's all going to come down it all comes down to the cast. It all yeah. comes down to the kid. Like the reason why 1 and 2 are so great is because Culkin is Culkin. But also, Harry and Marv, like, perfect. You're never going to get burglars that are as good as the original two, right? Like, th- there was something special about those two together as burglars. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Pesci especially, I think, is... Yeah. is and who brings genuine menace to this. And so I think, like, if, if, the, if the burglars are too silly, then you don't care because you never, you never feel like the kid is in genuine danger. Uh, they at least make a different move here where... Like you have three burglars and two of them feel like they're more of the sort of sophisticated like museum heist kind of burglars, you know. And then the third one's just sort of a doofus, Um, whereas like Harry and Marv felt more street level, you know. So at least they're trying to sort of mix up the formula a little. 
Yeah. But the traps were good. The story was fine. Uh, I would have preferred actual ghosts, but what can, what can you do? <laughs> you I can't also, have everything. <laughs> I also prefer the 2021 Home Alone over this one uh, yeah. if, if I had had to choose. But obviously, one and two are... Um, are sacred and we do no get one drunk Ed Asner in this movie. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know who I also who I think was the best character in this movie was the neighbor girl who I didn't talk about in. in oh the yeah, the snow obsessive. Yeah, I found her to be one very funny. Like he would run by her house and they'd have this whole conversation, and she was always just like, "That sounds great." Like I just thought she was funny for some reason. Always in the yard. Always, always in the yard. Always playing with snow. She thinks snow is cool. I think that she's cool. Best character in the movie. Everybody else, fine. They're they're passable. And despite the character itself being sort of questionable and raising a lot of weird issues, the guy playing the other video game dude on the other end of the, the scene was is was a funny actor. Like he yeah. he does the role well. The role itself is questionable, but the actor's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he reminded me of uh, oh, what's the name of the guy? The guy. He uh, is the uh, adult. Have you seen Cobra Kai? I have not. Okay. Uh, oh, he played. He was the lead in the movie about the uh, that bombing at the festival, and he was the guy who called it in. This was a few years oh, ago. Oh, Richard Jewell. Oh, that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. He reminded me of that guy. Yeah, kind of. He's that guy's in Cruella too. He's very funny in that. Yeah, he is. So yeah. he in um, in Cobra Kai, he plays this adult who wants to get into karate, and so he joins the classes. It's just him <laughs> with a bunch of kids. It reminded oh me of, of, that, of that. Oh, funny. Um, let's do Christmas feels. Alonzo, any feels to be had, and what level would you put this on the Christmas rating scale? I mean, you know, they do work in, like, in terms of in creating the traps. There's one that is very sort of ornament-based, uh, you know, with, like, where he takes all these, these sort of balls off of a, uh, a of a chain and they get like it puts them through the 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 snow blower so they get you know aimed at the garage door there's the gingerbread men that are like made of god knows what but they and you then know, the glue milk the glue milk the wrapping paper so i mean they're they're, they're throwing in things but uh, I think the 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 cheapness of this movie kind of undercuts the sort of warmth you know like it was it, it is very convincing as a house that people have just moved into i'll yeah. put it that way yeah. <laughs> so and, and given how much like the big christmas party is like this terrible thing that they can't wait to leave and then they get snowed into uh, yeah about a about a four and a half i think yeah uh, so the home alone movies are always so whenever the conversation about whether or not die hard's a christmas movie comes up i always mm -hmm. bring up if Home Alone is a Christmas movie, which it is, you have to also say that Die Hard is for the very same reason. Sure, yeah. Like, yeah. It, the stuff that happens around the movie is what makes it a Christmas movie. So Home right. Alone 1 and 2 do Christmas so well because, one, they have one heck of a music budget. Um, I was going to say, you really missed that John Williams sting oh, here. Yeah, <laughs> but then also, like, in Home Alone 2, you got, uh, baby, please, got, like, the great, like, great songs going around the already great score that is now... Mm -hmm in and of itself, Christmas music is the score. Yeah. Um, but then also, like, they do the snow really well, and they do the Christmas lights really well on the house. Like, there's so much around it that make it Christmassy. So with this one, it, it did feel like that was the lacking part. Like, 
the fact that they can't use that score is <laughs> wild to me. Like you would think it would be in the property sure. of Disney. I don't even know who the they is at this point, you know, because like John Hughes, Chris Columbus, like the major architects of the original movie are gone. Like the third movie was directed by the guy who edited the first two, I think. But now we have this, we're like down to number five and we're premiering on an ABC family. So I don't even know if any of the sort of original Home Alone brain trust is there. And it's just, well, Fox owns it. Uh, you know, there was still Fox at the time. But now it it's, feels it's like under if, the Disney umbrella. you know, I like... I guess when somebody purchase or assigns a score to a movie, like we're going right. to get John Williams to create a score for yeah, Home but Alone. You got to pay him every time though. That's the yeah. thing. Even if he doesn't write anything new, you're still using that music. So like every, every time you might not be able to distinguish the score from return of the Jedi from empire strikes back, but he wrote them. He gets paid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just, it would have really, would have helped <laughs> yeah yeah but the snow is good in this movie and definitely uh, but that's about it uh so Thank i think it's down there two two to three two to three zone two to three zone um uh, uh, movie recommendations if you like this one or didn't like it oh gosh um i mean mine is home sweet home alone which i know a controversial choice people who are diehards if you will of this franchise uh disliked it for a lot of reasons but i found it really funny i thought um uh, uh ellie kemper and uh um the guy. rob delaney yeah uh were hilarious and um and and the i i, I for me like i i love slapstick comedy i love pratfalls i love physical comedy when done well but like i frankly think in the in the first and especially the second home alone it's it, they go so hard that all I can think about is concussions, and in six they still go pretty hard. But the the way that Kemper and uh, 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 Delaney sort of play it off, I I don't cringe as much, and I'm allowed to I, I can allow myself to laugh and not be like ah hematomas, you know. There's a great I, I want to say it's a YouTube video, not an article, but of an actual doctor going through all yes. the, the things from Home Alone 1 and 2 and being like, this would kill them. This yeah. would give I've, them a concussion. I've also seen the theory that Kevin McAllister grows up to be Jigsaw, which I think is not that much of a stretch, so really. The, you have to imagine like that Macaulay will at some point... Like I know he's revived. He revived the character for like a short, and he revived the character the for that TV commercial. commercial right, yeah. There's there's something here that like will be so perfect whenever he decides to lean into it all the way and like. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the funny thing would be if they you have to create a circumstance which by for reasons that are not nefarious, but that that are you know kind of what they tried to do in 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 six to an extent if he has to break into somewhere where yeah. there's a kid and like can't explain and has to, you know, I don't know. I'm sure people, I'm sure he's been pitched that a million times. He's like, yeah, pass. Thanks. I'm no, sure no. Mm -mm. But I do but, feel you know. like he's like, he's loosened up a little bit about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. He definitely has a sense of humor about it. It's not like, it's not like, you know, you can't, can't talk to Faye Dunaway about mommy dearest. Like he, he gets it and he'll, he'll, like you said, he'll play off it at, at certain points, but I don't think he's particularly interested in, in retreading any of that stuff. I have uh, do to money some like I have to imagine serious money has been offered to him to do. Oh no that. question, no yeah. question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you have a recommendation here? 
Uh, Garfield, the Garfield movie. Uh, uh, just <laughs> <laughs> lean in. Let's have uh. ourselves a Peter Hewitt-a-thon. <laughs> you are you are better off watching Christmas at the Palace than you are watching okay, Garfield. That's fine. We'll do it all uh. in one night. Watch this movie, watch Garfield, and watch Christmas at the Palace, and just let us know how it goes. <laughs> Please, by all means, let like us just, know in the uh, comments. Tweet, do a Twitter thread. Let us know. <laughs> Keep us posted on your sanity. Um, all right. We got one more week. Now, yes. um, Alonzo, next week is the launch of Christmas in July. So um, I haven't told you this, but we'll be covering a Hallmark movie on Monday on Deck the Hallmark. Mm-hmm. And so the 25 weeks finale, I don't think will uh, air until Friday of next week at okay. the conclusion of the first week of Christmas in July, which is also the last week in June. You get it. If you <laughs> If you're a Hallmark fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This all scans, yes. This all makes sense. But we got a big week next week uh, for Christmas in July, kicking things off with Hallmark Christmas movies, and we got some new Christmas uh, Hallmark movies coming out. So very excited for July. But this, the conclusion of 25 weeks, won't uh, be until next Friday instead of next Monday. So I wanted to let everybody know that. But what movie? We got a lot of recommendations, Alonzo. Yes, we did. Which one did we land on? Well, you and I kicked them around. There were a lot of really great ones. Some of them, unfortunately, are not streaming, which uh, even though like we could access our own copies of things, we didn't want to make it something that like most of the viewers couldn't easily watch. So unfortunately, we had to we had to back burner like the house without a Christmas tree and some other cool suggestions. Uh, But what we thought would be fun to do since this this this. you know, series of 25 weeks of Christmas we've done has mostly boiled down to movies that Bran has never seen and movies that I think are terrible. We thought we'd cap it off with sort of the ultimate movie that Bran's ever seen and that I think is terrible. And that would be the classic sci-fi epic Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Yep. It is available everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> it's in the public domain, so you can't not find this movie. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited about it. It's been a movie that I feel like I should have watched. I'm by shocked now. you haven't, frankly. So yes. it feels right to cap it off with this. It's been an amazing 25 weeks. Can't wait to cap yeah. it off this way, Alonzo. Absolutely. And and if everybody who's been along for this ride, thank you for watching. We really appreciate it. And Alonzo, you're sticking around in July. We're going to kick things back over to what we were doing uh, during the holiday season with Deck the Netflix. Woo! Cover some of the movies that we missed last year and some of the ones from prior years with our good friend Drax and Dan. So uh, we're keeping the good vibes going, Alonzo. Yes. Uh, yes, until until next week when we uh, wrap this whole thing up, may we be the first to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Deck the Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast recorded live. And yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina is produced by Brandon Gray. Set decor by Plum Haywood Mall. For more information on all Bramble Jam podcasts, you can go to BrambleJamPodcast.com. For more information on how to listen to Deck the Hallmark ad-free, you can go to BrambleJamPlus.com. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here at the studio. Feel free to listen. Feel free to turn it off, whatever you want to. But either way, thanks so much for your support.